said the night wind to the little lamb, do you see what I see? Such are the words that begin a song that we hear a lot during the season, the song we just heard again. I doubt that few, if any of us, actually know where the, song, where the song started. You know, most of these Christmas carols go back a long time. This one only goes back, relatively speaking, to 1962. It was a plea for peace during the Cuban Missile Crisis. So when you're humming and singing that, do you see what I see, uh, you're probably not thinking so much about that. It's not that line or even the content of the song that interests me tonight. It is the progression of the questions that the song asks. Do you see what I see? Do you hear what I hear? Do you know what I know? And it just strikes me that that progression of questions fits extremely well on that first Christmas in Bethlehem some 2,000 years ago. I don't think it is anything to imagine that there would have been townspeople in Bethlehem and folks in other regions that would have looked skyward to say, wow, do you see what I see? I mean, are you kidding me? I've never seen anything like that. Speaking, of course, of the star. The star that the scriptures say moved and that the wise men from the east followed. Scholars say perhaps up to two years it took them until that day when that star found its place right over where Jesus was. I don't think it would be surprising to any of us to imagine those people back then saying to one another, do you see what I see? It wouldn't, it wouldn't be a surprise or a stretch of the imagination as well for one to hear one sh uh, flabbergasted shepherd saying to another, do you see what I see? Uh, not just of this heavenly spectacle, but this outrageous scene on the hillside when suddenly all kinds of angels show up. I mean, do you see what I see? A bazillion angels over there? I mean, I've never seen anything like it in my life. And then, do you hear what I hear? I mean, can you imagine the voices of a myriad of angels? Can you even begin to think of what it would sound like to hear angelic creatures declaring their praises of God, that glory to God in the highest and on peace, earth, uh, on earth, peace to men. I mean, do you hear what I'm hearing? This is incredible. And I can hear Mary and Joseph asking those questions to each other. Mary, as she holds her newborn baby, looking at Joseph and saying, Joseph, <laughs> do you see what I see? I mean, he's here. It's really happening. Joseph looking at Mary and saying, Mary, do you see what I see? And we can relate, can't we? Those of us that have been blessed to have children, to have grandchildren. I mean, what greater joy and elation can we possibly experience on a human level when this 
newborn miracle, this little child comes into our lives. We say, can you believe what we're seeing? And do you hear what I hear? Those sounds of little, tiny, little newborn children, the crying, of course, but those little coos and ahs and those little gurgles and, and little tiny teensy grunts and those little sounds that little people make, these little children, do you hear what I hear? Which would have led Joseph and Mary to an even deeper question. Do you know what I know? And that's not the kind of question that's going to get asked. It's more thought. It's not the kind of question that becomes externalized and spoken. It's a question that's deep inside the heart in a quiet place. Do you know what I know? Do you know what this means? That this child is born. I know that the modern day songwriter asks Mary, did you know? But in my heart, I believe she did. I believe she knew. She knew what all of this meant. She knew that she had been chosen by God. She knew, maybe not to the depth or or to the degree that she would one day understand as Jesus grew and lived and then suffered and died. Maybe not like that, but I believe Mary truly knew because the Bible says that she treasured up all these things in her heart and pondered them. She knew. And Joseph knew as well. He, 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 nine months earlier, he, he would not have seen this coming. And then there was that crazy exchange between him and the angel. But now Joseph knew. And he knew that not only was Mary God's favored chosen one to be the mother of the very son of God, but Joseph knew that he was the one to be his earthly father. He knew. And so when I think of these three questions applied to that first Christmas 2,000 years ago in Bethlehem, they all make sense to me. Do you see what I see? Do you hear what I hear? Do you know what I know? But I think there's an even more important question that could be asked tonight. What about this Christmas? What about you? What about me? What about us? What about right now? What about those questions? Do you see what I see? Do you hear what I hear? Do you know what I know? I wonder if you would be willing to go along with me just for a moment on a bit of an exercise in our imagination. I wonder if you would consider with me bringing that progression of questions to this very moment in time. And imagine with me a conversation. Now, I will say this is an exercise of imagination, mostly mine, but I believe it's based on the truths that are expressed in the Holy Bible, the scriptures, the word of God that he gave to us. So are you game to go along on a bit of an exercise of imagination? Are you with me? Wow, I can feel that you are. Those of you that are ready, here we go. Those of you that aren't, you're going to miss out. 
Imagine with me right now, in this very moment, God is in heaven. And instead of, like he did 2,000 years ago, dispatching the angels down to earth, in this moment, God gathers his angels around his throne. And there's this thing that happens. You know how that satellite that's way up there kind of gives us a Google map and it starts way up there and it comes down and it zeroes in on right on where we are? Well, this, this goes way beyond any satellite. It goes right straight up to heaven and out of heaven comes this hole and it's coming down and zooming in right on this place right now and right through this roof, right into this room as God is looking down on us and gathering his angels around And he's asking the angels, do you see what I see? Angels, look, do you see what I see? Do you see these people? Do you see these are mine? Do you see that they're my precious ones? Do you see that these are the people among all the others that when I sent Jesus Angels, when I sent you down there to let everybody know what was going on, do you realize, do you see that these people sitting in this room right now is the reason why I did that? Do you see what I see? Do you see how precious, how loved, how priceless they are to me? And then listen, as God asked the angels, do you hear what I hear? Were you listening? Were you listening? Did you hear what I heard when my children were singing? It moves me. I can even almost hear him saying to the angels, angels, you guys, when you sing, you're awesome. But when my children sing, it moves me. Because when they sing praises to my son, Jesus, they're fulfilling their eternal destiny. They're doing what I created them to do. It moves me. They sing. Sometimes we look down. I look down on them. I see that they're touched. Tears coming down their cheeks. Something's going on in their heart. But little do they know that when I hear my children singing, it touches me. And oh, angels, Can you even begin to hear the songs that are going to happen on that day when we'll all sing at the wedding feast of my son and his bride? Can you hear what I hear? And do you know what I know? Do you know, angels, about the depth of my love for these precious children of mine? Do you know? I know, you can't know the depth. But do you know that at the very beginning of time, when I and my son and my spirit were, were creating this world, that we knew this night would come? Do you know, angels, that when I sent my son to be born of a virgin Mary, that we knew this night would come? Do you know that when Jesus grew and then lived and died but burst forth from the grave on that third day, we knew this night would come? Angels, do you know that when Jesus ascended back into the glory of this place to sit at my right hand, we knew that this night would come? And do you know 
God would say to the angels in this moment, as you look down on the people in this room, as you have heard them singing praises to my son, do you know that many of the people in this room have walked in a relationship with me and my son and my spirit all their lives? And do you know that there are those in the room that have been in that relationship with me somewhat recently, and they're just getting started. And I could almost hear God saying to the angels, and do you know, there are individuals in the room right now listening to that pastor right now, wow, that don't yet know of God's incredible love for you. And I would hear God say, to his Holy Spirit, come now, go now, right into that room, right in this very place. As I said, it's an exercise of my imagination, but what I've just shared with you comes from the very heart of God. It's, it's central to the message of Christmas, the message of Christmas that can get so distorted and so crazy and so wild and so whacked out and so nowhere. This is central to the message of Christmas. That God sees you. That he hears you. That he knows you. And tonight, it would seem to me that we could take those three questions that we've been asking and apply them to our very lives in this moment. Before I asked you if you were willing to go into an exercise of imagination, now I'm asking you an even more important question. Would you consider these questions that God would put to you tonight? And to do that, I'm going to ask you to stand, and we're going to pray. As we stand tonight and ready ourselves to close with one of the dear songs uh, that we are familiar with, maybe you might even just uh, put yourself in a posture of receptivity. I have to tell you this. Last night I was sitting right, right in that row, right over there for our children's program, and Pastor Timer was up here, and I was sitting next to my grandson, my three-year-old grandson, and Pastor Timer said, welcome everybody, and said, let's pray. Let's, and he said this, he said, let's open up our hearts to God right now. And my little three-year-old grandson said in a voice that I thought he, Pastor Roger would have heard, how do we do that? <laughs> I want to answer that, not for my grandson, but for you in this moment. So if you would bow your head, and if you want to even put yourself in a a physical posture of receptivity, you could if you wanted. Just kind of hold your hands just out as a way to receive, just to say, I'm going to just do, uh, I'm going to have my body do what I want my heart to do internally and just kind of hold your hands out to receive. And with eyes closed and with hands held out to receive, I want to ask you these three questions. It has to do with seeing hearing, 
and knowing. First, if you see that you have failed or sinned in any way, I want you to see your Savior. I want you to see Jesus born for you. Jesus who lived for you, who died for you. And if you hear the enemy or any other lying voice telling you otherwise, I want you to hear the truth of God's Word, that He loves you dearly, and He demonstrated it when He sent Jesus into the world in the first place. And when Jesus died on the cross to pay the price of your sin and then rose for you to defeat death, to give you life now and eternally as you believe in Him. And finally, if you know that Jesus is your Lord and your Savior, then just simply rejoice and embrace this silent and holy night. And if you don't, if you don't know Jesus as Lord and Savior, I invite you to receive Him. I answer the question my grandson asked, how do I do that? How do I open my heart? <laughs> it's by saying, God, I need you. And I need you desperately. And I know that because of the things in my life, I, I, could, never, I could never join the angels or the host of heaven to sing praises in heaven because I could never make it there on my own. But God, if, if it's true that Jesus came and lived for me perfectly and died and rose and, and promises me life if I put my trust in him, then I'm, I'm, I'm saying, Lord, yes, I want that gift. Jesus, I want you to come into my life. And whether you've said that a thousand times or you're saying it tonight for the first time, I want to tell you that Jesus is ready, always to come into whatever it is that you're going through. Some of you are going through incredibly difficult times tonight. I want you to know that Jesus would come into the middle of that with you because he sees you and he hears you and he knows you. And in all of that, he loves you. So Father, thank you for looking down upon us tonight. Thank you for your great love. And may we, whether for the hundred thousandth time or the first time tonight, ask you, Lord Jesus, yet again, come in, live in my life, Lord, that, that I might know, that I might know, that I might know, just like Mary knew and Joseph knew, that I could know. And I pray this for myself and for all my friends in this place, in Jesus' name, amen.